Hello and welcome to the Faces podcast. I'm joined today by Nigel, my colleague at Faces, and also Abdurrahman, who has joined us from Discover Islam. Uh, Abdurrahman, do you want to introduce yourself very briefly? Hi there. Hope you guys are doing well. My name is Abdurrahman. I've been part of uh, Discover Islam for about two years now. Um, I've, I've joined them as a volunteer to help out at the centre and then found my role fits as a refugee translator and coordinator with them at the center. My purpose was just to help out in the community. And then uh, somehow we found ourselves with the need, dire need in the community for people that speak Arabic from the refugees that a lot of the organizations couldn't tailor to, couldn't help appropriately. So uh, we fit, fit like, like a glove. So that's a good thing. That's great. And that's a really kind of big thing that you've you started with as well, is the need for translation. Um, what are some of the benefits that being able to translate and understand each other in a you know in a in an easier way rather than us maybe using Google Translate or you know kind of just breaking apart conversation? What are some of the benefits you found in supporting people through? Um, you know, that direct conversation, being able to speak the language? The main thing that I've seen, to be honest, from my experiences with them is that, A, they find comfort in it when they speak to someone that speaks their language. It's easier for them to ask because for them to go out and seek help is, is like a mission to some of them. And a lot of them don't feel comfortable doing it. So for them to speak to someone else that, uh, does not understand them and try to have that struggle of understanding each other and not being able to get the right help feels uh, tough for them. So being able to speak their language, being able to understand what they want and what they need and find the help for them that they require is it's been it's been amazing and we've got a lot of amazing feedback from from them. So having that uh, voice, they feel like they're heard now. They feel like they're understood as one. Mm. And that's so important because we forget that it's not just about, you know, oh, can you show me how to connect to this service or can you translate this letter for me? But actually there's so much background experience and, and often trauma um, and difficulty struggling through different systems and things like that that people are coming to you with. Um, so Definitely. being able to break down that barrier of, of language, you know, I can just speak in my language and be understood rather than, you know, really have to work that extra hard to, to just be understood um, mm -hmm. is so invaluable. Definitely, um, definitely, because a lot of them, a lot of them, one of the main things that we're able to help them with is that they're, they were able to speak, they were able to speak their worries and, and find out what's happening because a lot of them are clueless about the process because of the language mm. barrier. Mm. So for them just to understand the process and what's happening makes them much more comfortable with it. Yeah. Rather than feeling anxious and uh, having that anxiety over uh, override them. Yeah. And, it, and it's so much more, isn't it, than just providing support or signposting, Definitely. but actually just being able to have a friendly conversation and mm -hmm. being able to just be that friendly face. I mean, I've spent many days at Discover Islam and seen just how uh, you know people's faces light up when they see people they know and they see people that they they're friendly with and they're familiar with um, 100%. 100% like you're now uh, like especially recently there's so many people that we have helped in the past 
we have helped in the past, they just come down just to say hi yeah. and go on their day. So for them to just have that small interaction of of comfort makes them makes them feel like it's it feels a bit like home. Does a bit like lighter on them, so it's not as tough. It's not as hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, um, so, so what kind of help do you? find you give the most apart from i mean i can understand people feeling a connection with with you and your understanding and translation but what help do you is it food or clothes what what do you find is the most helpful or is it advice in itself to be honest the main thing the main thing was advice and and having someone that they can speak to that's the main thing because that's the most help that uh, people most likely required because a lot of people you feel like they come in for one thing. We have helped them as a part of Discover Islam. We've helped them with clothes. We've helped them with uh, food. We've helped them with issues in their uh, hotels. And is there any any questions, queries that they have regarding their process and so on? But we found out that they came for one thing. But the main thing that they started coming back for is just to talk to someone. Mm. Yeah. That's great, because that connection must be so important when you move countries. I've moved countries a number of times myself, and actually that that sense of community and sense of people is so valuable. Um, And so, you know, that's a very valuable thing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Where does um, faith, belief, religion kind of fall into this? Obviously, we're talking about Discover Islam. You know, Islam is in the name. Um, Mm. I know that a lot of their work um, is, is sort of practical support type of based mm-hmm. um, rather than always, uh, you know, providing that religious mm-hmm. sort of um, information. Um, but what's your experience with this com- with the refugee community of, of how often kind of support, you know, that is based around faith and religion is, is looked for? Well, uh, based on our experiences of what happened in the conversations that go into the centre, faith isn't the central part of the conversation most of the time like 90 percent of the time it's just that people just want to speak about their experiences and want to know like we've developed connections with people from so many different backgrounds christians muslims alike uh, plenty of other other religions so it's not uh, just although to be honest like just having having it in the name makes it feel like only muslims come <laughs> But uh, they come first, they have the interaction, they have the conversation, they speak between themselves. So we've had a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians come down and just come and talk, come and have, they come and seek support and we develop that connection with them. So whenever we see them uh, in town, they just wave, hi, how are you doing? And, and so on and so forth. But faith, faith isn't central most part of the conversation because it is part of our life. However, it's not, it's not the only aspect of life that, that they are worried about or they, they have in their mind. However, yes, it has been a part because the Discover Islam, the main purpose of it is to, to clear the misconceptions about the religion of the religion of Islam. So for Muslims and non-Muslims alike. So some of them come with just faith-related things. For example, they come asking for prayer maps, some uh, Qur'ans for them to read and so on. So yes, uh, that was part of the interactions. However, a lot of, most of the interactions were based on it. Thank you. And I suppose we hear that a lot with 
um, other sort of faith-based organisations is that the work isn't necessarily day-to-day we're talking about religion but it means mm-hmm. that we we are led by our belief you know we're, mm-hmm. in terms of our cause in terms of our why um, you know mm-hmm. our values underpin why we do what we do mm-hmm. um, so f- for Refugee Week um, and uh, as, a, as an individual but also kind of coming from Discover Islam what is a sort of key message that you'd want people to hear um, this Refugee Week um, you know about the whether it's about the, the local picture in Luton or it's a kind of more general sort of message what do you what would you like someone to take away the main takeaway to be honest from my interactions is that people are people so refugees should not be labeled as refugees only they are people because they're part of the community that they are part in for example the ones the refugees that come and stayed with us in, in Luton, they are part of the, our community temporarily yes. or for however long that they are there. So they should be treated like part of the community as well. And that's what we aim to do, is that involve them into the community as well. Make sure that they don't feel left out. They don't feel like strangers. We should we try to be helpful to try to help them throughout their journey, to be part of their journey. So, and most of the places that they stay at till they find their last day or final day is mm. something they're staying in for a bit. So if they, wherever they go, if they feel like they're part of the community, that makes it easier on them. Yeah. And that there's such a balance, isn't there, sometimes between, like you said, viewing people as people and uh, something is just accessible to everyone and just treating people as part of the community, but also knowing that we do need to tailor some kinds of support and some activities for specific uh, groups of people. Um, yeah. What are some of the, um, so, so in addition to the kind of social aspects we've talked about, what are some of the, the specific types of support that you've seen people need who come through Discover Islam, the, the, the asylum seekers and refugees in particular? A lot of times is the main support that they acquire that we've seen from them is that when they first come into the town, for example, for us in Newton, when they first come into the town, A, they come with a lot of needs and requirements for them to settle in first. And then they get used to the life within the town. Mm. So the main support that they acquire is that a lot of times it's about food, especially when they first come in. Some mm. of them that live in houses, families and so on, they need, they need help with equipment, they need help if they have children and so on, they need extra support when it comes to that. But so the main support that they acquire is that when they first move into the new environment that they're in, for them to get used to it for like about a month or so, I've seen most of the time after that it becomes normal interactions. They just mm. come by high. They don't come and ask a lot of for support. Yeah. So they first move into the new environment. That's when they need most of the, most of the support. Mm. And that long-term relationship with people is so important as well, knowing that they have a place, you know, especially mm. as, a, as the centre is a sort of drop-in six days a week, they can just pop in, um, whether it's for support or just to check in, is, is so important for them to feel part of community, to stay connected mm. um, locally. Uh, just uh, came into my head is that I've seen, I've met a lot of families that we have been part of their journeys. They have moved to uh, towns that are quite far. And a lot of them just uh, like have had multiple experiences where they just come into town. They had they had to like pop into the center just to say hi and check uh, check on us and so on. And they even invite us to their homes. Yeah, 
like come whenever you're passing by make sure to pop down and come and say hi spend some time with us and so on which is a beautiful thing that shows that a they value that interaction they value that help that they have received mm-hmm. and they want to give it back because so many so many of the refugees want to give back to the community because they feel like they shouldn't just receive but they want to give back so a lot of them volunteer as well within the councils within the events that are happening around and different charities but all of them seek to help as well yeah we hear that a lot yeah that that actually um people really just want a way to give back you know a way to contribute and i mean yes volunteering helps in terms of and you know keeping busy and and avoiding some perhaps mental health conditions and, and things like that and but also it's about giving back it's about seeing uh, uh you know being on the receiving end of a lot of kindness and, and generosity and wanting to give some of that back in in the ways that they can um yeah i think it's it's you know we, we have got a saying um you know in in, in church settings it's more blessed to give than receive and mm. it, it, it and that i find very true um and so i can totally understand people wanting to give back because it empowers and it, it does so many good things for people um mm-hmm. in, in those settings so i can understand that dynamic but the relational side that you're describing i think is so useful because so much support for things is functional <laughs> and not relational and mm-hmm. and i think definitely that ability to cross the thr- threshold of each other's doorsteps <laughs> yeah. um, is is a very powerful dynamic and and mental health wise is fantastic for people um do you, do you have any ideas of where you'd i mean all of us would like to see people not in hotels we'd like to mm. see something shift have you got any ideas of where you'd like to see what is happening with refugees go the main thing i feel like families families which is a great thing that they receive they receive better support in terms of accommodation and so on but even some of them sadly the ones that are placed in does have suffered quite a lot but when it comes to the uh, younger refugees or even mm. single males and so on a big part of their life and journey as as a refugee is placed in these in these kind of like hostels which feels to, to a lot of them feels like prison feels mm. like they just go into the room uh, their a lot of their experiences their stuff is not so great and so on so for them to be to be placed in in better places with better amenities that'll be amazing i feel like it will alleviate a lot of a lot of their worries but the main thing would be is that a if the support from from the home office is clearer to them and com- the communication between them is much clearer i feel like mm. that would be very very helpful for most of them because yeah. a lot of them the main main worries is that they have no clue about what's happening mm-hmm. there's no communication but there's no one to talk to apart from migrant help which does not uh, provide them that much of a support that they require in terms of clarification in, mm-hmm. in what's happening to them but that's the main thing would be is that things are clearer for them in their own languages because they have translators yeah they have translators it's just that making that effort to provide that for them and clarify things for them clearer simpler communications and processes are better so that gives particularly young people a better understanding of 
of the situation they're in and what they can expect and mm-hmm. improved housing conditions is the, mm-hmm. the biggest things that we're hearing um, from you. Um, and we'll aim to leave some links below this video and, and below the podcast, if that's where you're listening, um, that mm-hmm. directs people to some some hopefully uh, simpler ways of, of explaining some of the different stages in the asylum system. And also mm-hmm. just to come back to kindness and generosity that we spoke about and giving back. Um, we know that Discover Islam is often involved in a lot of different charity projects. Um, and we'll also, again, aim to list below this video or, or on the podcast um, different ways that you can support refugees locally so that you can get involved if you're listening to this and thinking, actually, I want to do something um, that can help support people who are claiming asylum and who are living in Luton with us at the moment. Thank you so much, Abdurrahman, for joining us. It's been really lovely to, to hear from you and I really hope we get to speak to you again soon. Sure, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye. Take care of yourself.